The Spanish announce table. I know that over uh, the last several months, I've lost a lot of things, and one of them has been my smile. And, and I know it doesn't mean a whole lot to everybody else, but it means a lot to me. So I have to go back and I have to find my smile because somewhere along the line, I lost it. It was the single most greatest year of my life. And I have everybody here to thank. And it means a lot to me. And uh, I'm going to go home now. I, um, it was the single greatest year as a Kansas City Chiefs fan. But I think we did lose our smile in the end. We got to go home. Yeah, even though we were home. Now we got to go even more home. But this feels like home, doesn't it? It does. Mm. Ladies and gentlemen, for those of you who do not know why Tim and I are so upset, this past Sunday night in the AFC Championship game uh, residing in Kansas City, Missouri, we had the second seed New England Patriots taking on the number one seed Kansas City Chiefs with the winner going to Super Bowl in 2019. Super of all the bowls. The superest. And, the bowls. and unfortunately, in overtime, the Kansas City Chiefs, our Kansas City Chiefs, mm. lost mm. to the New England Patriots. Mm. So, Tim, we yeah. both watched the game. I watched it sparingly towards the end because nerves uh, got to me. So uh, I cleaned a lot. Yeah. Baked some things. Yeah. yeah. Had to had to make myself useful without, you know, biting my hand off. Uh tell me uh what was your night like uh experiencing the uh highest of highs and then ultimately the lowest Gosh. of lows. First of all, an an amazing game to watch, right? I mean the ups and the downs for both sides of of, of the coin here. Well, what I was gonna say, even more so, and I know we haven't played the Super Bowl, so maybe you know the the Rams or Patriots can take this honor away from the Kansas City Chiefs. But I would argue that the Kansas City Chiefs, in both victory and defeat, had the most exciting NFL season oh, in yeah. recent memory. Oh, I yeah. mean, think about the losses that we had that were just nail biters. The shootout in L.A. against the Rams, oh, the nail the biter in New England, yeah, right. Yeah. Right. And then you think about our wins, the the, the come Ravens. from behind in Pittsburgh, yeah. mm-hmm. the just blowout yeah. craziness in San Diego, or excuse me, in L.A. against the Chargers. I mean, we've had, outside of the Cleveland Browns, one of the most exciting seasons of this NFL season, or and any, then, like I said, of recent memory. Yeah, I mean, I, it, it, it definitely feels different. I know we said this feels like home, but they did get over that hump. They beat, you know, they won a home playoff game, go figure. And they mm-hmm. beat the Colts, and they, for all intents and purposes, should have beat the Patriots. Had they played the way they played in the second half, even halfway as well in the first half, they would have won that game, right? I mean, there's just that. All right, whole, I'm, going, you know, I'm just going to say it. Yeah. I'm going to just say it so we can get past it. So 
first off, let me say, let me back up and say, like, I've always been, I don't understand why we root for people who we don't know, right? Like, I don't know D Ford. I don't know Eric Berry. I like to root for people I know. That's why I get so invested into fights of James Krause's, Tim Elliott's, Anthony Shark, Bakateras, because I know those people personally. Mm -hmm. However, they've been on the show. Well, not Tim Elliott. Yeah, they've been on the show. Uh, I didn't know that I wanted the Chiefs in the AFC, or excuse me, in the Super right. Bowl until they had the opportunity to get into the Super Bowl. And for the city is why I wanted that to happen. Now, that aside, what I was going to say, they should be in the damn Super oh, Bowl. God. I don't. Th- okay, say what you want, and I'm being a homer. And guess what? If you say I'm a homer, suck it from the back. I already told you I'm a homer. But this is the reason. D Ford oh. lines up in the neutral zone, but it had no bearing on the play. None. They already have a precedent for this. It's called when there's pass interference, but if the ball's not catchable, they just say it was an uncatchable ball, had no bearing on the play, we go on to the next play. Right. D Ford lining up and not having any effect on the play at all should not have been called a penalty. I agree especially in the AFC Championship game. I could almost say like, hey, it's week three, uh, both teams are one and one, all right, well, they you're, used you're to allow lining here. up you can in the neutral that. zone. They used to allow that. Right. You used to be well, able to line up on thing, the ball. The other thing that I would like to point out is it should be on the referee because you notice when the referee sets the ball down and then moves away from the ball so that the offense and defense can then line up, he he or she, but mostly he, mm-hmm. he will make sure that defensive players are lined up in the right area and offensive players are lined up in the right area. They even do that with the wide receivers and corners when they look over to the referee to check and then they give them a thumbs up. I yeah. understand he technically did commit a penalty, but it had no bearing on the play, and it shouldn't have been called. It was extremely late, and I just can't stand it. Here's another thing that I'm going to rant about, and it's way easier when you're the team that suffers the defeat you know, through these rules. But the overtime rules in NFL, even though they've changed them, still suck. I hear people saying, well, if the Chiefs just would have got a stop, they would have had a chance to win that game. The Patriots didn't make a single stop in the fourth quarter, and they weren't asked to make a stop in overtime. The coin flip is way too important to the outcome of a game in that overtime rules, especially when people's livelihoods are, you know what I mean, at stake here. Like there, yeah. there should be either an extended amount of time where it's like another quarter or mm-hmm. or some sort of college-like rules where both teams get a shot at. Because you have the MVP of the league sitting on the sideline and, nah, he scored 24 points in the fourth quarter, but we're not going to let him try to even score once in overtime. just seems dumb. Yeah, I definitely think overtime needs to be retooled somehow. I'm not a huge fan of the, well, if that offense scores and then the other offense scores, then we're going back and forth. Because then if you go into the regular season, and let's just say that game with those overtime rules is in week six, well, week seven to the end of the season, there's going to be two-thirds of that team that isn't going to make it the rest of the way. You know what I mean? So there has to be a little bit of the I just like the 15 minutes. Give us a fifth quarter. Yeah, I, I'm okay with the fifth quarter, right? right? And then after that, then go into the um, rules of I, – I, I would think – and again, we're a pro wrestling podcast, but we are deeply affected by the AFC Championship game, so bear with us. We'll get into the pro wrestling here in a second. Um, I, I will say this. If I were to redo the uh, overtime rules, I would just say – you have one possession. Team A, you have one possession. Right? Starting Whatever from happens. 
like starting kickoff from to whatever. The, don't they start on the 25? Yeah. Like start if, them if at the 25. Down, yeah. right. So you start on the 25. Team A has the football. You have one drive, right? Now you right. can get first downs and all that stuff, but you have one drive. After that drive is done, whether it's field goal, touchdown, if you punt it, I don't know why, but if you punt it, that's it, right? Like that's for you. And then if team B doesn't score, then team A gets the ball again, right? But then team B gets it and they have a chance to either tie with a touchdown or tie with the field goal, or if they choose to punt it, you know, the game goes on. But each team just gets one possession. Starts on the 25, starts on the 25, there you go. Right. No, actually, no, because special teams is so important. I think there should be a kickoff. I right. was thinking about that. Because right. back in the day, remember in 2003, 4, 5, when we had uh, Dante Hall, like we would have been crying foul that, like, you couldn't kick it to our favorite yeah, right, guy. Right, right. And there's yeah. definitely been guys I mean, look, on other teams that can return the ball. Never is there a perfect system. It's not even a perfect game, right? So you can't right. get into that. But and, it seems weird that a coin flip matters so much. And here's what the deal is. They let the visiting team call the coin flip. Well, the coin flip is so important, whereas you could get the ball and never give it back to the other team, then why does the home field advantage team not get to call the coin flip? You know what I mean? Like, and they and when well, they do, a, they get the elements and the well, sure. driving in there but, and all and, that stuff. And here's another thing: the reason, like a coin flip, Tom, if we're going to decide who like starts the show and we flip a quarter, the reason that's fair and equitable is because U.S. coins are made so that they are evenly distributed in weight. And when you flip that, you know what I mean? The the likelihood is that it's fifty fifty. Obviously, you know you could run it any matter of times and come up with a different result. I don't think they consider that when they're building these commemorative coins that they. That they built, well, they right? were splitting hairs really big. Right. I don't know. Well, about but you that. see what I, I mean? Still like, think, that's why I think I the coin think flip shouldn't go, matter as much. Yeah. Right. But you still go back to the D Ford call. It oh. should have been something held held in the pocket. It had no bearing on the play. Here's the thing. I could totally understand if he fall starts and he gets the sack, right? Right. Nope. That's unfair. You did he could have stood there and the same outcome would have happened. Right. Tom yeah, Brady, he didn't rush. Tom Brady the, right. is I I you know. A famous former pro wrestler used to say, uh, luck is for losers, right? Right. But God bless America. If luck is real, and not Andrew Luck, I'm talking about luck luck, Mm -hmm. Tom Brady has all of it. Going back to how he emerged on the scene with the tuck game and that snow game in Foxborough against the Raiders. He is just every single... The, the cookie always crumbles his way. Always. Now, hold on. Let me back up. Did he, on that final drive, convert three third and tens? Yes. Fun fact, Ryan Tannehill, the Miami quarterback's starting um, starting quarterback, mm-hmm. has only done that three times his entire career. <laughs> Converted on three consecutive third and tens. Well, right? there, there's also something to be said that uh, Bob Sutton decided to never guard a crossing route across the middle. Well, and that's why he's fired. Yes. But anyhow, uh, go Rams. Patriots, hey, I hope you guys at least suck not it. the Saints fans. Oh, poor Saints fans! I posted this on my Facebook yeah. for those of you who are friends with me on that platform. But yes, it does it suck right now, and is it uh, gut wrenching? Worst call watch I've ever seen Super in professional Bowl? sports, by the way. But what's that? That might be the worst call I've ever seen in professional sports at the end of that game. Yeah. Now. <laughs> Now, you could also say, hey, Saints fans, yes, that is one of the most egregious penalties not called ever in a sport. Right. Yes. But you had the ball after that. You oh, had the ball to start overtime. Right. You threw a pick. Yeah. You had more chances. Now, I still think that ref should have been immediately fired. That was right. so bad. 
But if you think about that non-call in the 2019 season, and then you think about the missed tackle of missed tackles in Minnesota mm. in 2018, poor Saints fans. If you're a Saints fan listening to this, God bless you. Hopefully we can let you uh, forget about your pains after we move on uh, and just watch the Royal Rumble. Don't even worry about the Super Bowl. Just watch the it Royal Rumble. It just feels like, it, granted, you could do things as a team to overcome poor officiating, right? Yeah. But it just felt like poor officiating had major outcomes on the Super Bowl being completely different. Like, it very easily, for some yeah. bad officiating, could have been the other two teams. And another thing, you know, if people are talking about the overtime rules need to change, need to be changed, and I agree to a certain extent. However, why when this, like, we have three challenge flags, why isn't everything allowed to be cha- challenged. Now, right. I'm not saying you go like challenge that one, challenge that one, challenge. You still get your three. Right. Like your, your three is your three is your three. And if you right. screw up, it costs you a penalty. But you should – why can't you challenge everything? Well, I like this one, right? They have booth officials that review every scoring play and things like that, right? Where the booth does it. You don't call it. The booth is mm-hmm. reviewing it. If the booth can see that that was a no-brainer, nobody could even argue pass interference, the booth should be able to come in and go, hold on, pass yeah. interference. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I yeah. Don't know. Well, the whole, like we said, NFL is very flawed because, again, we're asking grandfathers, these old men with gray <sighs> hairs, to keep up with 23-year-old track stars and make snap judgments. And fun fact, when you get into your 50s and 60s, two of the first things to go is your sight and your reaction time. Yeah, so and your speed. Maybe we're asking them, yeah, maybe we're asking them uh, to do things that they're yeah. just not capable How of. about but no official thing? should be older than the oldest player playing in the game? Yeah. And then the other thing that just is comical to me is, and I may have gone on a rant on Tim and Tom or on this podcast uh, previous, but, you know, everything is measured by these old men with gray hairs. We have two guys that walk around with sticks and chains. Yeah. They eyeball the, the where the football yeah. is we the have entire RFID time technology. until it gets right. to the 10-yard line. 10-yard yeah. line to the touchdown. Then we have 16 cameras that can see everything, including the, the anal rectum of Tom yeah. Brady. But, like... All you need from the 40-yard line yeah. to the half, you know, to the midfield, we just go like, man, this I think is the easily there. done. Now, it's costly, don't get me wrong, but the NFL is plenty of money. billion dollar NFL is plenty money. All you need is sensors in those fields and an RFID Tim chip in the ball. RFID chip in the ball, sensors on the yep. field, you know where that ball was every single fucking yep. time it stopped. Every time, yep. every time. Here's another thing that I think officials across all sports no officials are required to answer questions to the press after the game, like the coaches are, like the players are. Why are the officials not forced to answer questions from the press? That is dumb, and why are they babied? It, well, because, you know. Because that guy who missed the Saints defensive, or the pass interference call, should have to answer to that to the press. Like, he yeah. should have to say, I totally screwed up. I right. messed that up. Sometimes yeah. that happens. Right? Get, let him talk his coach speak. Anyway, on to the professional wrestling. But first, we like to tell folks what we did over the weekend. What do you think? Yeah, so let's get into some more uh, personal uh, matters at hand. Uh, I uh, cashed in, I guess, or I, I, I should rephrase that. Emily cashed in on her uh, Christmas gift that I got her, and we had our Molly Maids cleaning service uh, come to the home. Use Molly Maids. And, 
Yeah, and cleaned our entire house. Looks fantastic. If you do, they Finally. are franchised across the country. Um, if you are in, if you are able and you want to do a maid service, I would definitely recommend Molly Maids. Uh, like I said, it was a Christmas gift that I got for Emily because of s- travel and scheduling. Um, we didn't really get a chance to do it until now, but they did a fantastic job. So not a paid plug there, right, but Molly yeah. Maids is good. Right. There is no official endorsement from yeah. the Spanish announce table. Just Tom's uh, unofficial recommendation, right? Until yeah, they give us some recommendation, money. Unofficial <laughs> uh, But if Molly Maids, you want to hand out mm-hmm. some money, because trust me, that one cheap, mm-hmm. uh, definitely mm-hmm. hit us up. But yeah. I thought Molly Maids, the two girls that came in, uh, did a fantastic job. I worked from home that day just because I don't trust people, and you're not going to oh, walk yeah. around in my house without mm-hmm. me there. Nope. Uh, so I worked from home. Uh, but they were they were such in their own world that I don't even think they realized I was working from home. So right. I opened the door for them. I said, this is what I'd like. They did it. Two hours later, they're out. And it was you, spot. You opened the door, saw their look of horror when they saw the place. No, you guys keep a clean house. I'm just messing with you. <laughs> well, the dog hair was oh. pretty substantial. Tell me about yeah, it. I got a, five of them. Yeah. yeah you <laughs> it's got a, ton a daily of routine cleaning up hair around. I could imagine. Uh, Then, on top of that, uh, we got the wedding details uh, finalized a little bit more. And that's becoming more and more real as it gets closer to February 29th, 2020. We picked out our wedding photographer. Nice. And it was crazy. It's such a small world. So, she was recommended to us by Emily's hairdresser, right? And so... They know each other, things like that. And then when I was introduced to the uh, wedding photographer, you know, we're doing the whole, like, where are you from? Blah, 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 that kind of stuff, you know? And I was like, oh, I'm from Independence. She's like, oh, do you know this guy? And I was like, absolutely, played basketball with him. And she's like, oh, I used to run around with this guy and this guy. I was like, so do you know this name? And she's like, yep. I go, that guy introduced me and Emily. <laughs> Full circle. That was so crazy. That is fun. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, we had coffee with her last night. Um, It got so real to me because, you know, I can, you know, obviously I want to get married to Emily. Uh, I'm very excited about it. But there was this real like, oh, we're doing this when the wedding photographer was like, so at noon, you'll show up and do, you know, your hair and makeup. Then at two. And I was like, oh, shit, we're like putting times to this. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like it's not just a date anymore like we actually have an itinerary right uh, yeah so yeah those were the married. big things yeah those were the two big things the the maid service for the christmas gift for emily and then uh the wedding photographer for the wedding in 2020 uh so that's how i've been distracting myself from the heartache I'm trying to push down. Uh, yeah, well, see Chiefs, and I had Ron SmackDown, which we'll get into in a little bit. What yes, about you? We will. I also, of course, the Chiefs were a pretty dominating thing over the weekend for anybody here in Kansas City. Whether you're even really a uh, NFL, even if you weren't a Chiefs fan that followed them throughout the season, I bet a lot of people were still watching that game because of its implications. Uh, so that was a big deal. Uh, I have drowned my sorrow since by watching the K State Squeaky Floor Cats. Uh, go continue their five-game winning streak to be tied for the first place uh, with the KU Jayhawks, but we all know how that ends up, much like the Chiefs usually end up. And But 
what else dominated our weekend was my son's kicking off a new soccer season, right? We've covered this. Hey, swim trunk. swim trunk is a uh, soccer player, and he's playing at uh, what's called the Legends here at KC Legends. Not at the Legends that you know of, the Legends Shopping Center. Right. This is mm-hmm. KC Legends Soccer Club. It's in the Shawnee Mission area for anybody around here. And he's going to start going to some of their practices, maybe getting some of their premier leagues. And so he's playing an indoor with his current team, the Sweaty Armpits. And <laughs> that's right, their real name. Yeah, that's their real name is the Sweaty Armpits. <laughs> that's great. So indoor league is a little bit different. I don't know if you've ever seen an indoor soccer, right? I mean, it's it's mm-hmm. it's got the walls, Wait. right? I mean, it's indoor, and there's no out of bounds, and then the wall. There's yeah. the wall. It's not even out of bounds. You play it off the wall. Right. If it goes in the corner, love it. So mm-hmm. it gets a little more intense, right? Yes, my as son it should be. almost got himself kicked out of a soccer game. Don't know where Good. he gets this from. So. What for whatever reason they're not the sweaty armpits decided they normally play in like a rec league for a different league and they decided let's go to this legends thing because it's not even their normal coach you get a coach from that league and they teach you a bunch of individual skills right during your practices mm-hmm. and then they play some four on four games right like a shorter field okay. so right. you practice these individual skills so we've got like ten players and they're rotating in you know like on a four on four versus thing. Well, the team they're playing is a regular team from that group, the Legends, and for whatever reason, I've noticed that that plays or that group, the Legends, trains their players to play a little bit more physically intense than normal, mm-hmm. right? Which I like, right? Great, yeah, as you should. Great. Well, what one of these kids seems to have adapted on that team was how to, out of the view of the referee, throw a couple of little elbows into the ribs, right? And I was yeah, like, oh, this is not going point. well, right? And my mm-hmm. son was not taking it well, right? And that kid was mm-hmm. also a shit talker extraordinaire, which I've also tried to not completely encourage in my son, but let him know that that will have a great effect, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you can get mm-hmm. in the head of somebody. And this kid was mm-hmm. doing that great. And I saw him throw a real sharp elbow to my son, and I just saw my son just like, you know how the shoulders rear up when somebody's wronged you? And I was like, oh, no. And he straight hockey checked this kid, who's probably half his size, right to those Good. boards. Didn't go yeah. for the ball, just mm-hmm. what bam! And the ref immediately yeah. was like, "Whoa!" Right? Blew the whistle, and my son just looked at the guy and he goes, "Why the fuck does he get to do it?" Right? And just and the ref was like, "Hey, you talk to me again like that, and you are out of here." And my son just like turned around and walked to the side. The the coach got him out, and he just left just walked right by me and just started taking a lap around the building right he was like fuck this right like he was done mm-hmm. now and, and the, I, the other coach looked at me and i was like just let him walk man he needs he needs a breather right because so that was kind of the fun extent right i was like damn like here i normally am getting kicked out of his soccer games <laughs> yeah now, now it's your son it's like father like son so there it. you go hey, you know what i mean like it's that same thing it's the it's when you get so it's that athletic He's got so much riding on, even though it's this, this, you know what I mean, indoor league soccer thing, you know, local municipality. You don't want to be a bitch. to him, right. Well, and so my wife and I got into that, right? She was like, I don't want him doing that. He doesn't need to go back. And I was like, he also needs to stand his ground. He can't let somebody yeah. punk him out, and he's got to give it back. Now, can he do it right and not get called? <laughs> yes, right? We can teach no. him that. Well, so I've been working with him on, here, keep your elbows in, you shoulder them, you hip them, and his – Coach for the legends, right? His non-normal coach, the one who's at this mm-hmm. group, was yeah. like, mm-hmm. when he pulled us aside, he was like, hey, look, I'm going to be honest. I agree with you. And he told me, he was like, I train all my players. You've got to stand your ground. You have to stick up for yourself. You have to push back. 
but there's a way to do it where the refs can't call it, right? So we will mm-hmm. we will work on that with Hayden, right? And I was like, all right, cool, right? So that was the extent of that. He was getting a little, you know, but I'm it's, so glad I don't have kids. I, I got, got kicked yeah. out of so many games in football and basketball in high school because, like, fuck you, mm-hmm. I don't care, like, because this is just a game, right? Like this is this is yeah. how I always thought when I competed in high school. Like I played varsity football, I played varsity basketball. My my thing is like, yeah, we're gonna compete really hard. But as soon as you try to alpha dog me, this we're going outside of this game, right? This mm-hmm. like fun, you know, controlled atmosphere. If you want to start like testing who I am as a person, I don't care about this game. This game to me, right is going to be forgotten about next week. But me and you are not going to forget this. So right. I will take it out on you. I got kicked yeah. out of I got kicked out of one basketball game cuz a kid kept on he had the boniest elbows and he kept on getting me right in the rib, right? Boom, mm. right in the rib. Boom, right in the rib. Boom, right in the rib. 3 quarters just boom right in the rib. I was like, "Motherfucker, I had a bruise. I remember for like a week and a half, right?" So I there was a bounce pass to me and I kind of was like, "He's going to jump this." So I let him get it like i didn't want him to get it but i was like i'm okay if he does right he goes on a fast break he goes for a layup and he could jump out of the building right so he goes up for a layup i just take my hand in the small of his back and push him as hard as he could and i go right into the yeah. bricks got a uh-huh. concussion fell out of the game he's out fuck you yeah how about that well, and so that's what i teach my kid but so, you can't well so my son is typically bigger and broader than most of the kids that he's playing against so when he's getting shoved around because these kids are playing dirty i am adamant that that in no way should happen right like mm-hmm. and he's trying to play right because his mom tells him like you play the ball you play the right game regardless of how yeah, they're yeah. playing but, but again, i respond with if the ref is not calling it he is playing the right game right if the mm-hmm. other kids are shoving and pushing and throwing elbows and the ref is not calling it then he can do the same exact thing and where i right. get in trouble is when they do call him but don't call the other team i'm on the sideline mm-hmm. going what the fuck <laughs> right like bullshit right. right don't do that to my son right like that's bs you call it right down the thing or you don't call it right and that's where we kind of get into a little trouble so you know is what it is back to those officials in sports but let's get into not sports, Tom. Ooh, testy little statement to some of our fans here. Pro wrestling, we don't consider an actual sport because it's a it's predetermined a outcome, right? It is the it's most athletic activity you could probably engage in ever and one of the toughest physically demanding on your bodies, if not the, right? We'll just go ahead and say it. it is the physically most demanding, taxing, mm-hmm. harming thing sport. a person could do to their body in that kind of realm. In entertainment, in in sports fiction, right? Yeah. But what? Let's before we get into next segment, we're going to do some NXT picks, and then the third segment, we're going to do Royal Rumble picks because this is a big time of year, man. Royal Rumble is one of our big, oh, big, big events that we started. love, and NXT Takeover goes on with those big four, and this is going to be a fun mm-hmm. one, which it usually knocks it out the park. And so we're going to get into that. But overall, and. Uh, We'd like to remind everybody that while you're watching the shows like we did, like we're going to talk Raw and SmackDown here, uh, use hashtag TweetTheTable on Twitter, and you can join in on the fun. We may read some of them right here on this very show, hashtag TweetTheTable, and we are at Table Show. But, Tom, what do you think of this week of wrestling in general? 
You know, I really was hoping, going back to the Chiefs game, that Ron SmackDown would blow my socks off and I would forget about the game, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it would still be lingering, but man, I cannot wait because the go-home shows for Ron SmackDown has me so pumped for Royal Rumble! And it was kind of underwhelming. Mm-hmm. I didn't I feel like nothing was bad. Nothing was bad. But again, I was hoping for this oh my god cliffhanger or what are we gonna do next week even you know if you're just want to skip past the the pay-per-view and just say you know this show lives within this show you know what is gonna happen next week but i kind of felt like everything was cool everything was fine we got through it no one got hurt but i think in four to five weeks if i say hey Tell me one outstanding moment from the go-home show to Raw or SmackDown. You might say um, Andrade versus Rey Mysterio in that two out of three falls match. Yeah. I mean, I like the, I like the Daniel Bryan, uh, AJ Styles showdown. Yeah, but why was Vince there? I didn't get why. Yeah. Like, well, and- it was it was a matter of that's how they kept them separated inside and outside the ring kind of a thing, you know, without him just bum-rushing well, them after a while. Yeah, but Vince's character doesn't make sense either. That was another takeaway I have from uh, this this week in wrestling for WWE is on Raw, he was clearly a heel. Right. In the most, like, outrageous, obvious way. Yeah, making fun of the superstars. Yeah, Yeah, Finn just burying them. And then on SmackDown, he couldn't be more pro babyface AJ Styles. Now, we don't know what happens at Royal Rumble. Maybe this is foreshadowing and, you know, AJ Styles is Vince McMahon's wrestler kind of guy. But if you just viewed those two shows and in the traditional sense, try to tell a non-WWE, you know, bubbled Mm. fan, like a casual fan, like what Vince McMahon is doing this week, it'd be hard. It it makes more sense to those of us who have watched forever because we know the real Vince McMahon would probably hate a guy like Daniel Bryan in real life, right? Think he's a hippie, right. talking nonsense, you know what I mean? Stupid but he's a communist, heel. right? Like just yeah, yeah, but you know what I mean? Like whatever. And and to Vince's credit, like he's been adamant for the last couple of years saying he thinks the days of good guy and bad guy are gone, which is somewhat true, but you still have to have a rhyme or a reason to your character and what you're doing, which he doesn't seem to have. They're very clearly Again, we talked about when WWE was like, oh, we heard you. We've been dumb. We've got the answer. They thought it was Vince McMahon on television. Yeah. That's what they thought it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it was uh, – it, it's weird. That was one of my biggest takeaways is Vince – I just – I don't know. Bipolar Vince is how I would kind of categorize that. Roth, I felt, for the most part – Kind of forgettable. I, again, another week in 2019, another week that SmackDown was the better show. I thought SmackDown ended better. I totally forgot about Randy Orton until he came out and gave an RKO to Samoa Joe. That was fantastic. Speaking of Vince McMahon on Raw, uh, let's go to the hashtag tweet the table on Twitter. At B underscore double underscore D says, what the hell was the opening segment of Raw trying to accomplish? To show that Vince is now someone who rambles incoherently through promos and sneakily hates that he had to put Finn in the main event? Hashtag tweet the table. Yeah, again, Raw felt... raw. Again, nothing was wrong with Raw as far as, like, I didn't hate anything. Mm-hmm. But with the stakes that going into 
my personal favorite pay-per-view or whatever we're calling this of the year, it felt kind of like a letdown. Let me chime in with another one. At Katie First Lady says, I'd rather watch the Warrior Rude pose down from the 1989 Royal Rumble. Probably why they did this. Hashtag tweet the table. And I actually really like that segment with the Lashley and the and the Apollo mm, Crews post. That was Cruise. the funnest I've ever thought Apollo Crews ever was. Right? Like, cause you know what I mean? Like it would just gave me something to to enjoy. I really thought I like that segment a lot. Yeah, I thought it was good. I, I guess because I have such a bad taste in my mouth with mid card storylines. I felt like, oh, this was fun this week. I doubt anything oh, happens yeah. next week. Yeah, you're right so, about that. Yeah. Right. But it was good. Like I said, it was good, but going into the Royal Rumble. Mm-hmm. What? Although, for a long term fan, that is exactly the thing I thought of once they started doing the pose down was the Warrior Rude pose down. That instantly came to my mind. So good, good on you, Katie. They also that. did another one, remember, with Triple H and Scott Steiner. Yeah, that's, that's true. That's one I think yeah. of because Scott Steiner had goddamn softballs in his forearm and biceps when he flexed. Hey, do you think – I feel like with some of what I watched this week, though, is I do think there's a lot of truth to what they said where they're scripting things a lot less and doing more of a bullet point style promo. Yeah, and that feels better. It does because Ronda Rousey still fumbled through her entire promo backstage, but it didn't feel like she was fumbling through it because – she couldn't remember her lines. It felt like she was fumbling through it because she was pissed off and couldn't even think mm-hmm. of what to say. She was so mad, right? And we're jumping around here a lot, but going with that Ronda Rousey promo, the one line where it feels like every promo she does, and she's been way better than I thought, and she's definitely decent and above average for the WWE female wrestler as far as promos go. Right. But the one line, and it seems like every promo has one of these lines, but when she says, what does she want me to do? Cut my hair off and then wash her feet with it? <laughs> what yeah, the fuck is that? Yeah, Who, that was odd. What kind of weird... Means. 1930s Bible are you reading that like Abraham used to yeah. do this with Samson or something um, at B underscore double underscore D chimed in again he says I feel like whoever the writer is for Ronda in WWE never actually saw her in the UFC hashtag tweet the table and yes I could not agree more <laughs> right. eventually that day will come right where she's the heel but right. if you really examine the the phenom that was Ronda in the UFC, there was no play nice. Yeah. There was none of this. There was hey even guys, a whole lot of talking. I'm doing a, yeah. There was none of this. Hey, guys, I'm doing a Make-A-Wish with, you know, the San Diego Children's Mercy or whatever. It was, I'm going to beat Misha Tate's ass. And after M- Misha Tate, then ask for. Holly Holm. Well, she like asked for squashing the beef and and a handshake. I'm gonna roll my eyes and make her my bitch. Yes. Like, oh shit! She's also the girl that knocked out Betch Kohea and then stood over and was like, "You fucking suck!" Like, that's why she we was, like her. She was the Becky Lynch of the UFC. Yeah. 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 I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, she didn't have any one-liners or anything, but yeah, right. she but was. It was a that dickhead. attitude. It was that attitude. Yeah. It was the I don't give a fuck. What happens afterwards? We're not shaking hands. I'm still yeah. better than you, and I still proved it right goddamn here. Yeah. Speaking of that, at double A underscore WIR says, it should be Ronda Rousey versus Becky Lynch at WrestleMania. How do we get there, and is it for a title? How would you get there, Tom? Oh, that put me on the spot. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
Um, what are we doing? Boop, boop, boop. I mean, the what easy answer doing? is always Becky Lynch just picks do. a fight. But what would you do? Because you're well, a little more creative. What, no, that. we got to have it as a title, right? Right. right. So, um, Ronda's going up against who? Uh, Sasha. Sasha Banks, right? Yeah. Which, by the way, Sasha's uh, Ronda, given some of the best promos I've ever seen, too. For well, because she's a dickhead, too. Yeah. She's she doesn't dick. look like a cosplay uh, pro wrestler anymore. She actually feels like she means something. Well, because she's a natural asshole. Listen to her interviews with Sam Roberts. She's not likable. Right. She's easy on the eye sometimes, but other than that, eh, she's okay. But what I'm saying, and that's, and we don't care about that. But what sure. I'm saying is, like, she has that look of a baby face. You know what I mean? Right. Like, yes. She the has colorful, the look of a baby face, right? Right, right. But she is a prick. I don't like what is her real name, Mercedes, I think. Yeah, I, think I don't so. like. Mercedes. Yeah, some thug came out of her there for a, you know what yeah. I mean? I like well, that. This, I was like, hell yeah. Yeah, but this egotistical like jerk off, like that's what I think she is. Again, never met her. I'm just saying as a TV viewer what I, I see. With it. But that's why it's coming across as believable because I think that's what she is, is a prick. Anyhow, how would I get to Becky Lynch, Ronda Rousey? Ronda arm bars, uh Sasha Banks, right? Bailey fucks something up. Then you get Bailey and Sasha to finally go one-on-one right because that eventually has to be told why not let's start it here to get to wrestlemania right so that's that's where they go ronda wins the title yeah 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 right then you get the smackdown women's match oscar versus becky lynch charlotte and those fucking extra bright white teeth good god you gotta stop that shade whatever it is just tone it down fuck it's so distracting yeah Anyhow. hey anybody who's even not a pro wrestler anybody listen to me right now at some point, your teeth are wide enough. Nobody cares. In fact, you're yeah. doing opposite of what you think you're doing. You think yeah. you're impressing people. You're making nope. us go like, hey, why are you so neurotic about your teeth? Yeah, and it also <laughs> makes me go like, I've stopped listening to you. All I can yeah. do is stare at this light right. like I'm a bug going to a I need some light sunglasses. that's going to kill me. Yeah. So I think Charlotte then you know, sticks her white teeth into that match, does something to Becky, Becky's like gets distracted, you know, because apparently wrestlers are the easily easiest to distract. Oscar yeah. gets the win. Becky's pissed, right? So now you fast forward to the Royal Rumble match, final four, or you have uh, spot twenty nine because we know thirty's already going to be Carmella, right? Mm-hmm. Spot twenty nine, it's going to be um, Lana. Well, guess what? She just got jumped by. Becky Lynch. Becky Lynch took her spot. Becky Lynch enters herself into the Royal Rumble. She goes man. in there with, yeah, because she's the man. She goes in there with one mission, and that's just to get rid of Charlotte. Ends up, it's her and Charlotte as the final two. She eliminates Charlotte. She wins the Royal Rumble. She goes, you know what? I'm tired of the SmackDown division. I carried that. I'm going after the Raw division. And she goes over to Raw. Ronda Rousey, you know, sits there the next night. It's like, who's my challenger? I've taken care of everyone here. That's when the man comes out and God. says the same thing I just said. I'm done with SmackDown. Charlotte and all those peasants can go, you know, play with each other. I'm after the real title. That's it right there. And then we got Becky and Ronda at WrestleMania. could not write a better face reaction for the Women's Royal Rumble match than that right there. Somehow Becky Lynch standing tall at the end. Yep. She's so on fire right now. Hey, you know what else I took away uh, from this week was Asuka did a great job of making me dislike her. She was so annoying in that 
face-off with Becky Lynch. The whole chanting her own name, the whole what the fuck are you going to do about it? I got this title, fuck you. I was like, (laughs) I want to punch that woman in the face. Like, I couldn't even imagine Becky Lynch, knowing that this was an act, probably still wanted to punch her in the face. I was uh-huh. like, and then when she's like done, she got beat down. She's screaming. I was like, I still want to punch her in the face. Like, she was great. That was some of the best I've seen out of Oscar too. Like, if they're truly letting these people go a little bit and do uh-huh. more bullet style and just act like themselves, great because that was very needed and it's kind of showing. Yeah, and I think Oscar could do that as a face or a heel with the yes. you know. Uh, I'm crazy kind of weirdo thing that we all like. And then also, like you said, the annoying, like I get out of this ring, you weirdo, you know, she can do both. Um, But yeah, that's how I'd get there is I would have essentially Rhonda say in, you know, no uncertain terms, like I beat Nia Jax, I beat Sasha Banks, I beat Alexa bliss. Who's next, you know, kind of like the Goldberg thing, but you know what I'm saying? Yes. Of course. Better. And then, Charlie Caruso is like, well, actually, word came in that you have a new number one contender. And then Becky Lynch comes out. Yeah. So you brought this up to me before I was watching live, but let's get into this a little bit here. And and I'm going to chime in with at Katie First Lady on Twitter. She says, way to be a buzzkill, Joe. By the way, does he look like The Rock when he debuted? Hashtag Tweet the Table. And I think she's referencing... Maybe Mustafa Ali in that, maybe? Or is she talking about Well, no, his hair. His hair is all curly. Uh, Remember when right. Rock came out yeah, and wrecked my beard okay. and it was all like yeah. a Chia pet? Uh, He's looking but, like a Chia pet with that hairdo. But Mustafa Ali, I was kind of just had, you know, let it go past me and kind of rolled my eyes when they were kind of giving him this little mini push. But he keeps impressing me more and more the more that I, that I see him. Yeah, and that promo before their match where he's just out in the street, one thing that it made me start to think about is – I like the feel. I like the the, well, the edits. personal I like touch the of the. Of, I was a cop, right? That personal touch right there goes a long way to yeah. endearing himself, right? And and that tying into the look in your eyes, and I can tell, and all that stuff. Great I thought it was line, fantastic. Too. Great. Um, but one thing that it started to make me think is like this is so good, and I know it's a lot of work to do a promo package like that. But why? Like, you know, let's though, just get rid of then the backstage promo and just do yes, this stuff every time. More of those. It's really not that difficult compared to what they're already doing for their other promo packages. They yeah. already employ some of the best in the business for this. It really right. wouldn't be that much. Yes, it will take more time than a standard backstage promo, but that's because it means more effort and better results. Yeah. I th- yes. Yeah. I think... You know, after watching that Ali, that Mustafa Ali uh, promo and how excited I got after, I even texted you. I was like, that was awesome. Yeah, he did. I, I was, was like, oh, thinking, I haven't watched yet, but now I'm going to yeah. really focus. Yeah. I was just like, let's just do that with everyone. Like, yes. I'm tired of seeing Ray Mysterio in this weirdly lit backstage area where he just stares with his contacts at us and says, like, I'm going to win the Rumble. No, man. Let's do this whole promo package where you did a well, two out of yeah. three falls match with Psychosis and ECW, and it led to WCW with Eddie Guerrero, and it led to a title, you know, uh, title win in WWE. That's right there would make me invest in like, oh, he can win the Rumble. We talk about this all the time, and even in regards to just society in general. It's 2019. People have very short attention spans. So the days of, I'm going to stand back here with Charlie Caruso and say, the next time I get in the ring with Samoa Joe, no, everybody's bored by that. They are checking their phones because Mm -hmm. all they need to do is listen. They don't need to watch. They only need to listen. But if you do these video packages, now I've got to watch and listen. 
And you yeah. can emphasize that, like the look in your eyes, and then you can just zoom in on Samoa Joe's eyes, right? It's that extra little touch that makes you go, yeah, right? Like that yeah. little just extra fire. Well, and even more so on top of that, look at how people are are distributing their content, right? It's no longer just hey, I have a YouTube channel, I'm going to look at you and talk. Mm. No, they're doing edits and jump cuts and clips of a movie that they're reviewing yep. and stuff like that. So, you know, if that's what YouTube stars are doing, then WWE, the you know worldwide leader in entertainment, as they like to yeah. say, then you guys need one to of the, be doing one more of the of forerunners of that kind of stuff back in the day. You know I mean? They've always been ahead of the curve on that technology video Mm-hmm. world and yeah it feels like they've lagged a little bit here now yeah. one thing i do understand at least from their point of view i would guess is well hey then the live product is going to suffer because you know if we're going to replace for example the aj styles daniel bryan out in the you know ring promo with a backstage thing that's better for me and you watching on the tv if you're in oklahoma city or wichita or you know uh omaha well why would you spend money to go to the show when the tv product's better you yeah. know what i mean i understand that but then but wwe hasn't had match. that problem <laughs> like sports in general are having that problem Right, that the HD TV broadcast is a better experience. Oh, perfect! Yeah, than the, Tony Romo than the live made experience. that Chiefs yeah. uh, Patriots game. That oh, was way yeah. better than being there. I know. Well, I said to my wife several times that, geez, they should just replace Bob Sutton with this guy. <laughs> you know, like right, yeah. clearly he can think of it. But anyway, um, but WWE has seemed to subside some of that curve because people still want to go to the WWE event. But you can still, while that video package is playing, or or whatever, like you can still do things for the live crowd. Mm-hmm. That would because half the time when they're doing that backstage promo, they cut to the crowd watching it on TV. Any damn way. yeah. So yeah, I don't know. Anyway, let's cut to another thing. At Katie First Lady says again, you'd never think there's a 15 year age difference between Mysterio and Andrade watching the matches. Insane. Hashtag tweet the table. Now there's been some news out, and we didn't cover news this week, but apparently Andrade had been publicly or. Uh, Publicly got caught, I guess, warning some of his uh, professional wrestling friends to not sign with WWE. Did you catch that news story? I did. I, well, I read a little bit of a snippet. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, yeah. I, and right. I mean, so it's a bit it's, surprising that they're still giving him this spotlight. Yeah, that's true. Well, I mean, you know, it's only been two weeks. Right. True that. <laughs> you know what yeah, I mean? True okay. that. But it they have been be putting on next week. They have been putting on amazing matches. Now, again, yeah, they've been putting on amazing matches, but the storyline is still just like, well, he cheated in the ring. <laughs> okay. The, the one yeah, the one narrative that I am exhausted with in regards to Rey Mysterio, and I agree to to what Katie said there. Yes, it's incredible, like I said, that he can put on that type of match in 2019, and he had 50, that same type of match in ECW against Psychosis, yeah. right? Like, and that was in '96. Yeah, that that is astronomically insane to think about, right? But what I'm getting so exhausted with in regards to Rey Mysterio is, hey, Rey Mysterio is Mexican. Yeah. Did you know there's another Mexican guy? Hey, guess what? They don't like each other. Yeah, like. There's no difference, and I'm not saying the in-ring product, so disregard the actual match itself, but there is no difference between Rey Mysterio versus Alberto Del Rio versus Sin Cara versus Eddie Guerrero. Now, Eddie Guerrero had more, you know, 
substance to it. But what I'm saying, it was always just, hey, that Mexican guy doesn't like the other Mexican guy, and we need to put that match on. Well, no, yeah, you don't. Because how many up-and-coming great young stars do you have? All the NXT guys. You got Mustafa Ali's here doing the thing with Joe. That could have been with Mysterio. There could have been all kinds of, you know what I mean? And I know Anybody. that Mysterio is always, like, he's your prototype uh, luchador baby face, and I understand that. But we got to start telling some different stories with Rey Mysterio. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, a heel turn is so needed. It is desperately needed. And again, if he's not comfortable doing the promo or whatever, have him join uh, Andrade and have Zelina do the promos for both of them. But yeah. there needs to be this, I don't know, it's this rinse and repeat with Rey Mysterio as far as, oh, I'm, now I'm back for gold. At, cool. Yeah, I agree with you. At Mr. Fourthrow chimed in on something. He says, what a glorious refereeing assignment by Hawkins. Hashtag tweet the table. So we got Hawkins and Ryder back, which is great because neither of these guys were doing anything, right? And if we need tag teams, why not? More tag teams, the better. And they already do a podcast together about action figures. So just bring that in there. I mean, they, they essentially, you know, anytime Zack Ryder does anything outside of the WWE bubble, Vince or whoever finds out about it, brings it in, and incorporates it in the character, and then kills it. So in six weeks, this will probably be killed. But in two weeks, have him fucking playing with Chad Poor Gable. Zach you know Ryder, I mean? like it's okay, a, but Zach Ryder's yeah. a guy that needs to uh, needs an AEW fast, right? Like he's got a bunch of charisma that people want to get behind, and for whatever reason, they WWE just doesn't know how to do it right. Yeah, he. It seems as if. He's always figured out, like, oh, I know me, and I know what's going to get me over. Right. And then they go, like, oh, yeah, 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 no, 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 that's cool. Yeah, Zach, we like that. So what we're going to really do, yeah, yeah, we're going to have you uh, just fuck up all that shit. (laughs) Right. You know? We're going to have you do it, but just different enough for it to suck. Right? Yeah. What in the fuck are you talking about? Just let him fucking write it. All right, at double A underscore WIR, final tweet the table says, I like the name The Planet's Champion. Hashtag tweet the table. Daniel Bryan. Yeah, I know we so didn't good. do because we have picks, uh, our favorite and least favorite thing, and least favorite kind of feels like we're just piling on because sure. we've already had our complaints. But again, the best thing, Daniel Bryan, that little goblet little he looks like the damn thing from lord of the rings yeah. what was that little guy called i don't remember yeah, that little I ugly never fucking thing. him <laughs> yeah. yeah he looked like that thing yeah he looked like he looked like that thing fucked eddie vetter and then daniel bryan walked out like it's so fucking ugh. like i don't like just how you felt about oscar felt about daniel bryan but then his promo is a hundred percent Fuck you, baby boomers. Well, yeah. Oh, I love how he lit into Vince. He's like, you know what? No, you're the fucking problem. And just like, you're whoring yeah. all the cash. You're fucking like making everybody just be like, oh, I'm cool with just likes on Instagram. Meanwhile, you're taking yeah. all their fucking money. Like, yes, yeah. I loved all of it. Because it's one of those things, those kernels of truth. You hear it and you're like, oh, shit, Daniel Bryan's right. He's an yeah, asshole. One saying thing it, where but he's a- right. AJ Styles, because... Honestly, and I love AJ, right? Like, you know, if you listen to this podcast long enough, you go back to episode one. I told you how much I love AJ Styles, Mm -hmm. but he's been getting murdered in these promos. However, the little like, oh, Daniel Bryan, you love the earth. Didn't see you here riding into the arena on your bicycle. You took a plane just like me. And it's like, oh, like that kernel of truth. Or like, ah, well, and I I liked at the end when he's like, hey, wait a minute. You promised the face to face. Man, it doesn't have to be in the ring. And then just. Bam. Yeah. Right. I think, you know, if, if 
if this is the end of the AJ Styles Daniel Bryan feud, and you know AJ goes against Rusev, or, or, you know whoever sure. it is that the second person is, whoever Daniel Bryan's next program is with, if Daniel Bryan's still the heel, which he should be. They should do more of that. Like, oh, you call yourself the planet's champion. Isn't that interesting? Because I see that you have, you know, this plastic water bottle and this blah, da, da, and da, da, da. Mm-hmm. Here's a look at your locker room. Blah, 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 blah. You know, and just like make him to be a fraud. I think they need to come out with, because WWE loves to do this, right? For individual wrestlers and to sell new merch. Come up with a specialized belt for Daniel Bryan, right? Because where it's mm-hmm. not leather, it's yeah. it's it's like organically sourced materials. Yeah, it's, right? it's ugly as fuck, right? right. Like I mean, yeah. it's just gotta be a Daniel Bryan, right? Like a yeah, a, have it right. like look mustard and like pea green. <laughs> yes, right. All ethically sourced shit. Like just yeah. let him go on and on. Like this is a championship the planet can be proud of, and blah uh-huh. blah blah blah. Right, like it's gonna biodegrade in a year. We're gonna have to make another one, but right, like, just, right. <laughs> yes, yes. Another another shout out to Daniel Bryan because I know he's listening. Mm-hmm. But did you see what he did to put over something that has nothing to do with him? How awesome he is with elevating just everything hmm. in WWE. So they did a promo. They're like, "Hey, Daniel Bryan, Hideo Tommy was added to this." Fatal four-way, which, whatever, to this four-way match for the 205 Live Championship. Your thoughts? And he goes, yeah, I got thoughts. And I'm paraphrasing here. But he said, me and Hideo Tommy wrestled in Ring of Honor in 2006. He kicked me so hard, I can't hear out of my left ear. So do I think he's dangerous? 100% I think he's dangerous. And if he decides to come to SmackDown, I'll be here waiting. But do I think he has a chance in the 205 Live match? Absolutely, because he's that dangerous. And it's like... Fuck, did the WWE champ just put over a 205 Live contender? Well, and that's it. That almost might make me be like, man, I need to check out this Hideo Itami. Right. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying. There was no reason for him to do it. Like, he didn't need to do it, but he did it. And I saw it on Twitter or whatever it was. And it was like, fuck yeah, that was great. But, and notice we've talked about this. Like, Hideo Itami, 205 Live, great move, right? Like, they have to have enough forethought that Hideo Itami is not going to bust on the scene in WWE and take over and be the thing that sells out everybody in merch and makes it the biggest storyline. Like, guys, you've done this for, what, 60 years now? You know this. You know not a single Japanese star that you've ever brought over has become, like, the biggest thing in wrestling because you don't know how to do it. And two, there's a language barrier, right? So even if you knew how to do it, you'd have a bit of a struggle. This is a much better spot for a guy like him. By the way, and we'll get into our Royal Rumble picks uh, in the third segment, but as you stated about the Japanese star, which they brought over, think of the fall from grace that last year Nakamura won the Royal Rumble, and this year he's on the kickoff show. Yeah, right. Because they don't know what to do with it. And he's plenty entertaining. He's probably the most self-reliably entertaining Japanese star they've ever brought over. Yep. Right? Like, I mean, he's the one who you could just give a microphone to and say, all right, go out there and make the crowd cheer. And he'd find yep. a way to do it, not even mm-hmm. speaking a single word of English. Right. But they still don't know what to do with it. It's just nope. odd. It's really odd that they haven't ever at least identified that problem within themselves and figured out somebody else to solve it for them. It's odd to me. 
Well, anyway, we could take a break because we're going to come back and talk some NXT unless you have anything specific that stuck out to you over the week that wasn't covered through us. No. Or hashtag tweet we'll the table. get into our NXT picks yeah. and then our Royal Rumble picks. And a reminder that. for folks to use that hashtag tweet the table and you might hear your name said just, or at least your Twitter username said just like I did. Also, we are on other social media platforms. We're on Facebook as the Spanish Announce Table Podcast. And tweet the table is also our Instagram name. So check that out. And Tom, anything else before the break? I got a fun fact. Okay, all right. Then we will be back to the Spanish Announce Table. According to a study, the most popular prison currency is no longer cigarettes. Now, it's ramen noodles. The Spanish Announce Table. NXT TakeOver Phoenix is this Sunday, and typically, you know, the, these NXT takeovers always accompany the Big Four, and if anything, the Royal Rumble, eh, I mean, out of the Big Four, I'd, I'd put it at three or four, depending on, because Survivor Series can pull up lame sometimes, too, but the Royal Rumble can get a bad rap for being slow and lethargic sometimes, just because of the mm-hmm. match itself, but... So NXT already has a bit of a leg up in that regard, but they always seem to kind of steal the show, even against up against WrestleMania sometimes. So you think we're going to oh, get yeah. that again? You know, I don't know. Uh, I, I caught some of the, you know, we record on a Wednesday night, so we don't necessarily get to watch the NXT before, you know, we record. But I was seeing some of the headlines and things like that. And one of the storylines that they ended with going into this takeover was our Ciampa and Gargano reuniting mm-hmm. DIY. Right. And so that's a cool little thing. Cause they're in separate matches. And then all of a sudden do they become this huge, you know, mega heel force. Right. So I think what they do better than the raw SmackDown is that's a more intriguing storyline than Ronda Rousey and Sasha Banks just stare at each other. And then if you go over to SmackDown and I'm going off of the last thing we saw, right. And then if you go over to SmackDown, you know, it was cool. Like I mentioned, but like Randy Orton just gave Samoa Joe an RKO as just to say, like he's also in the match. So those two storylines are not as compelling as the Holy shit is the champ and his Greatest arch rival who used to be friends reuniting to take out Ricochet and Aleister Black. Like, yeah. Here's what I like about this too is that it's that right. So they were best of friends. They were DIY tag like team ev- champs. Like every other tag team that's breaking up, we've seen that right. They had a blow up. One guy goes ultra heel. The other guy's super babyface. Easy money, which it was, and it played out very well because these guys are both really good at what they do really good mm-hmm. at what they do but the subtleties of this now is that gargano's going you know what i try to do things right all the time and it didn't work out so why am i gonna do that why don't i try to do things more like champa did right and so now they can kind of agree and since there's a history and they were friends forever they can get along but i like that there's a subtlety that gargano still might not trust Champa, right? They still don't necessarily like each other, but it's familiarity, and they were best friends, so they do know how to work together, and they do know that they can help each other to get ahead, mm-hmm. right? But there yeah, still could be that I could fuck you over at any moment, right? Right. I'll never trust you because of the one time you burned me, that kind right. of thing. And I think uh, from what I saw, 
the last shot of NXT um, before TakeOver was uh, Ciampa had his hand out and Gargano was about to shake his hand and then Gargano's wife came out and was like, hey, you dumb shit. Remember what he fucking did to you several times? Do you forget this? You know, like, you were out of commission because of this guy. Like, no. And so, isn't this what a friend does? Like, if we were having a big thing where I thought, Tom, you need to learn a hard goddamn lesson. And I taught mm-hmm. you that hard lesson. But now I'm going to be there going, did you see, man? Are you ready to listen? Are you ready yeah. to come aboard? And you'd be like, man, I don't know, but you're probably right. And then Emily could be like, don't listen to that fucking asshole. Right, <laughs> like, yeah. You'd be like, well, you remember right. you mean, times yeah. you cried and right. I had to listen to your bitch ass crying about him? getting paid. Right, yeah. Right. Yeah. So, uh with that being said, and going back to your original question, I do think NXT is going to be the better of the two shows just because they do better storytelling. And yes. again, Ricochet is amazing, right? He can do 75 flips off of a cage. Yeah. But the story is what catches you every single time. And if the story is better than just a stare down at the end of a it show, makes me it's care. always going to be better. Yeah, it makes me care enough to watch closely enough to see the 75 flips off of a cage. Yeah. That's the yeah. point. Yes. I want to care enough so that when I watch the guy who does 75 flips off the cage impresses me more than the guy who doesn't. But mm-hmm. if I don't care enough to watch in the first place, I'm never going to know the difference. Definitely. Right? So let's get into the picks. What do we got? Let's get to the card. NXT TakeOver Phoenix or whatever we're calling Five it. Five matches listed right now on the – let's go to WWE.com just to make sure. I'm looking at Wikipedia, but I'm going to pull up WWE.com just so that we can say we were going to the source. Right? Right. Right. So let's look for shows. I'm stalling a little bit here. And we are going to go to – NXT, yep, here we go. All right, so we've got Matt Riddle versus Cassius Ono. What do you think? I told you at the end of 2018 that I am on the bro train, so I am going with the king of bros, bro, Matt Riddle. Yeah, I definitely – look, Cassius Ono is brought in there to teach some of these young guys that are coming in how to work – how to you know how to get by like if we're going beyond the storylines which we like to stick to storylines now in Spanish now stable 2.0 mm-hmm. but we know enough to know Cassius Ono's an old fat guy right so unless they thought we need to elevate him to give him a little more credibility in the next feud but I don't think they're doing that when he's up against a guy like Matt Riddle cuz they clearly want to make this guy a big deal so for me it's easy enough to just say Matt Riddle is going to win this because even in the storyline he's got to win this right he's been being screwed over, I don't feel like I'm getting the impression from the storyline that it's going to continue much longer. So I think we're getting yeah. that riddle. I think maybe even Keith Lee comes in and gives a little, you know, when when Ono's trying to cheat, Keith Lee's there yeah. to make the save and do something a little quasi against the rules and riddle wins. Yep. Something like that. But yeah, riddle definitely with the victory. Yeah. All right. Then the match we were kind of, one of the matches we were starting to talk about. For the NXT North American Championship, we have Ricochet the champion defending against Johnny Gargano. You know, for as much as I love Johnny Gargano as a babyface and I enjoy what he's doing as a heel, seems like all these NXT takeovers, every time I watch it as a viewer, uh, outside of one that was good God amazing, he loses. 
Yeah. And so I think he's going to lose this one too. Yeah. I think he just loses. I think he's like the Shawn Michaels where it's like, dude, that was a 17 star match at the Tokyo Dome. But it was like, but he also lost. But it was so, oh my God, like it was so cool. Did you see him do that one thing with like, he did a kick and then he did like a backflip? It was so cool. I don't know who that guy is, but you know who that guy is. Um, you know but, who you are. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I think Gargano's going to lose because he just puts on awesome stuff and yeah. maybe he leaves. Several maybe he reasons. gets moved up. Several reasons I agree with you. A, Johnny Gargano is still obviously going to be continuing this. Mixed storyline with Champa. Mm-hmm. So, you know, either way, you could use the title or not, the North American title, whatever. But Ricochet is going to move on after this, even if they don't, you know, because they're likely not to continue this feud. And I feel like he, it's going to be easier to tell a story with whoever he's against if he's got that title against his waist, right? That, and I also think, you know, Let's just say, and we'll get into our pick about the championship match, but Aleister Black and Tommaso Ciampa are very, like, uh, heavy characters, right? So if I just show my nephew or niece, like, this is a champion, it's going to be hard if I say, here's a heel champion Gargano, and then here's, you know, a tweener in Aleister Black or another heel in Tommaso Ciampa. There needs to be, like... Not to say that Ricochet is a regular dude, but there needs to be a guy that can do the, the you know, make a wish stuff as I, a champ, and I think that's what the role he's filling with the North American Championship. I've got this booked, and you can bet on it, Tom. Gargano's gonna be in a very tight match. I mean, this is this match could steal the show for one. Oh right? yeah, I mean, it could oh, be yeah, the definitely. most athletic thing we've seen. Gargano's gonna be in a situation where he just can't put Ricochet away, right? I mean, just. Two count after two count after two count after two count. And who's going to come out to try to help him is Champa, right? And he's going to be like, no, no, right? Because my wife told me that would be dumb. No, I don't need you. I can do this. And he still loses. Then we'll flash forward and we'll talk more in the main event match. But you bet where I'm going, right? Okay. You're right? I like it. Right? Yeah, I like right. it. All right. All right. So, All right, so what's okay. the next match we got? Next match, we have the Tag Team Championships. Keep on messing with your mic. What are you doing? I'm over not. There? I, can't I hear think you. I'm just like, I don't know what's going touching. on with it. Let me, yeah. Stop touching. There we go. There we go. <laughs> Stop touching. Story of my life, Tom. All right, Tag <laughs> Team Championships. The Undisputed Era, Kyle O'Reilly, friend of the show, been on the show, and Roderick Strong, not been on the show because he's a loser, Versus the war, he's not a loser. Versus the war raiders, yeah. Hanson and Rowe. Well, I mean, until he comes on the show, he's yeah, not well, not a loser, right? Exactly. Yeah, we <laughs> right. don't know. So, what do you? Th- I think the war raiders are going to come away with this because the undisputed era. I feel like they've done what they can with this, right? And at some point, they don't necessarily need the titles to be what they are. Yeah, that's that's the hard thing with this faction is they're so good mm-hmm. and they're such a mainstay. But there's only so much you can do until other things happen. And I don't necessarily think like a breakup is in order, but I think we could maybe start to see some dissension in Undisputed Era with this loss being the, oh, yeah. the jump start like, to that. Like, oh, uh, the man that Charisma forgot, Roderick Strong, screws up the match because yeah. right. he was the last guy to Cole join anyway. Pissed. 
right? Yeah. So they're like, why do we even need you? You really haven't helped much, right? Or just say, uh, you know, Bobby Fish can be like, hey, you know that it's me and Kyle O'Reilly who should right. have been the champs. It's I don't know why we were here. We're the, we're the yeah. red ragging. Right, right. yeah. You forget about this red ragging? He he carries a red ragging. Yeah. Like a little red... Uh, red uh, ragging. What is the thing called? Yeah, a little wagon thing. That yeah, whatever the like, fuck that, yeah. That's us. This is us. Okay, so this is the match I'm kind of secretly really wanting to watch here. NXT Women's Champion. Not even secretly. Outright. This is the match I'm really wanting to watch this show for. Shayna Baszler, Bianca Belair for the NXT Women's Championship. What do you think? Shayna, I think this is why. I think she has something coming up that she needs to be the champ. So when she does the secondary thing, uh, it makes her look more like a badass. So in order for that secondary thing yeah. to happen, she needs to beat Bianca Belair. Okay. Uh, I'm assuming you're thinking the four horsewomen things. Yep. So yep. I, I'm worried about that. And I think you're oh, right. It's be so stupid. I don't think it has to be stupid. I think it's going to be stupid because they're pulling the trigger way too early, and there's a couple reasons. Ronda Rousey's not ready for it because when they do it, inevitably Ronda Rousey has to be the leader of that four horsewomen group Mm -hmm. because Uh, of her notoriety. But she is not ready because Shayna Baszler outclasses her in every possible aspect of the pro wrestling world. Yeah, but that, I mean, you can still... Yeah. Yes, but you know, when the four horsemen started, the real four horsemen yeah. started. I'm gonna bet when they first came together, there were people that were like, "Tully Blanchard is going to outshine Ric Flair." And I'm not saying that Ronda's Ric Flair and all that, but what I'm sure. saying is, I think you can have a dominant personality in a four person group that isn't where uh, you have a cl- yeah where you have a clear number 1 but then the number 2 doesn't seem just out of thing out, out of place Baszler's just so damn good she is a leader she is a alpha but I think, dog yeah but i think she's going to stay heel obviously yes. and i think that having the championship adds credibility to the casual fan who only watches raw kind of thing and becky so you lynch think- is getting cheered the MMA four horsewomen are going to be the heels in this. Of course, they, yeah, have, they have to, to be. be. Yeah, you're and right. And this is why. But this is why. It's not because WWE doesn't want them to. I think WWE wants the four, the MMA four horsewomen to be the baby sure. faces. Be a bigger but, mainstream draw. Right. But you have Becky Lynch getting cheered in and out of every building she's going out into. Yep. Bailey, even though she's about as stale as it comes, has all the seven and ten year old mm-hmm. girls wanting to hug her. Sasha is getting more comfortable and, you know, add a little bit more. Girls things. love her too. The young girls love her yep. too. And then Charlotte is Charlotte Flair, right? Everybody so, respects like, her. Everybody. Right. Right. So like those are just the Yeah, we're going with that. And so you have Jessamine Duke uh, weird face, Shayna, and then Ronda, and I think those are going to be the heels. I think they're going to convince Ronda to go heel, right? So I think Ronda's going to be like, "I'm tired of this. These women thinking that they're so badass. I'm a badass. Shayna, you're a badass." And like, yeah, this is what badasses do, and then they do. It. But anyhow, back to the match. I think, I think Bianca gets a coming out party, and not. I'm not talking about sexuality. I'm talking about as, as far as performance. Um, and so I think. Uh, She'll have some really impressive moves, 
and it'll be some type of like inexperience. Oh my God. And got her stuck in a choke, right? Like she went for her signature move one too many times and that put her into the rear naked choke and Shayna wins with that move. So I think a submission is what ends it for her. I I hope they're not already pulling the trigger on the um you know four horse women thing but I I just think that Bianca Belair necessarily isn't in a storyline position that they'd be ready to necessarily strap her up with the with the championship I just don't get strap anything. Strap it on. You I don't want don't, her to yeah, get strapped I, on. Right. Well, maybe, maybe, you know, hey! don't speak so quickly. Uh, <laughs> don't judge me. Um, you didn't say there was a judgment. You were just asking. Well, um, yeah. No, I just don't think that, you know what I mean? Like, if anything, I think this storyline continues. So I think Shayna Baszler wins, but it's because those other two, you know, half, you know, they look half inbred <laughs> girls. Oh. Um, get involved and there's some kind of uh you know disqualification right and so we continue this on yeah yeah I right, agree. Right, right. all right then the main event the nxt championship alistair black challenges the champion tomaso champa and i'm just gonna speak because i've asked you every single time i think champa's still coming away with this one it'll be because gargano then comes out when he didn't accept the help of Champa, but then he helps Champa because he realized maybe he should have accepted the help of Champa. There we go. And then they can even continue that feud, but now it's black against Champa and Gargano. DIY. Yeah. The one thing I get a little bit nervous about, though, and I know his reign as champion hasn't been that long, but it also feels like if he gets past black, who else? Who else? Like, who, who's your yeah? Who would they Matt elevate? Riddle's not ready. Keith Lee, maybe? right? No, Keith Lee doesn't have anything going on right now. The only thing I could think about is you do another continuation, right? Like what you said, the DIY yeah. goes up against Alistair Black, right? And you do one, you squeeze one more pay per view out of that storyline. Three, four months? Oh no, it's it would be what? No, it would be uh, mania, two huh? months. Yeah, mania. So, so yeah, April, three months, right? You so you four can still do, right? But in the meantime, as we talked about with the undisputed era, there's some dissension, something like that. Maybe the three turn on Adam Cole. We get Adam Cole babyface, and then at mania That's we a can great do idea. Undisputed yeah. era kicks Adam Cole out, and they're still undisputed yeah. era as the other three guys, which would help them. Because they all need a right. little bit of boost. Adam Cole necessarily doesn't, but he gets a sympathetic babyface push out of it. Right. And then at Mania, you can do Ciampa versus Adam Cole. The fucking pop for that yes. is going to be out of the world. And we get the, the boyhood dream of Adam Cole or whatever, right, since he yeah, looks yeah. like a little we just mini get Shawn Michaels. Shawn Michaels right there. And then that's when Lackey Gargano. Cost Champa the match, mm-hmm. and you know they you always treat me like there. shit. Blah blah blah, yes. and there you go. That's what you do. Higher T Mac, <laughs> I love it. Yep. All right, so NXT. But yeah, so I got, I got, oh. I got Champa as well. Yeah. And it, but I wouldn't be, so I wouldn't be shocked if Black wins. It wouldn't be like, oh fuck, but. I think, yeah, I think we're going to see Gargano, and I think we're going to see him go like, yeah, Ciampa, you were always right. Yeah, we could still pull that. We could still where he tries to help Ciampa, but doesn't Mm -hmm. quite pull it off, which he would even add to the subtlety of their, do we really like each other, right? Like, yeah, you helped me, but we still screwed up, but now we're supposed to be trying to work together again, but we don't like each other. How the hell does this work? 
that could almost even be even better, right? Like we tried to reunite and we both still failed. So now what? Now do we just mm. fight each other again or do we try to like right. Right. Yeah, I, I think I think we're gonna get Ciampa uh coming out as champion, Gargano losing to Ricochet, but then Gargano being essentially like Ciampa's muscle, you know? Mm-hmm. And then that's gonna cause some dissension between Gargano and his wife on TV, right? She's like, What are you doing? This isn't making any sense. And she, you know, then she joins into the faction. Then we got like a little DIY with a female member. She can start going heel against some of these chicks against <laughs> Bianca Belair, right? She could do right. that. Um, but then, yeah, then some like Gargano doesn't feel like he's being treated fairly, right? This and then, a, then it's this you know, is a good point like you brought that. up. NXT historically has been the we've got everybody off the indie scene. And we're stacked with great talent. Now, outside of Ciampa, Gargano, Black, in that main event thing, they really don't have a whole lot in in. What are we talking about in the uh, in the chamber? Right, like what's next? Yeah, they they don't have a lot on deck, as they say. What's next? Um, and especially with AEW I mean, coming up, that may be harder to come by. Now, definitely as they get more established. But I think they have guys that just need a little bit longer, right? Like a Matt Riddle will be there yes. eventually, right. right? A Keith Lee will be that North American championship ready. He just has a natural charisma that people want to like that guy. I don't know how yeah. well that translates into pro wrestling performance, but like if that guy walked in the room right now, you'd be like, hey, man, you want to go buy a beer? <laughs> like. Like, let's well, go he just drink. seems like, like everyone's cool uncle, yes. right? Like you go to the you go to the family reunion hoping that Keith, Keith Lee, Lee shows up there. as well. Yes, I hope Keith Lee's at every event I ever go to. Right. Yeah. Right. But I think he's going to be a good North American. You know, eventually Ricochet is going to get rid of that title, and then he's going to be in that main event. Ricochet, so we got him ready. Him. Yeah, right, There's right, people right. ready, but just the stories haven't been told. Yeah, all the Ricochet's way yet. another That's one that we didn't. Thing. So if Ricochet were to somehow lose, even though we didn't think he did, if they're going a whole different angle, it doesn't feel like they are because they've focused a lot on this whole Champa Gargano thing. Yeah. But if they don't, and say Gargano wins, then Ricochet maybe could be in line. Although, how do you get him in line after a loss? Right. This is a bit of a mix. But yeah, four months to figure it out. That's one of the beauties of NXT. Yeah. Yeah, they, so, they got everything. I they got know. everything. It's pretty awesome. Should be a great card as well. I mean, first of all, the athletics involved in this. I mean, everybody we mentioned can go full steam ahead and knows and has, outside of uh, Bianca Belair and maybe Matt Riddle, the only one who doesn't have just decades of experience doing this. Right. So, all right. We'll move on then. We will take a break because we're going to come back and talk about the Royalist of Rumbles. Is that a word? Royalist? It is it's not now. the greatest Royal Rumble. Nope, we did that already. No. So why should you watch this one then? All right, we'll come back and tell greatest. you why. We will come back and tell you why on the Spanish announce table. Fun fact, one in three people say they can't go through a meal without looking at their phone. The Spanish announce table. Hacksaw Jim Duggan won the first Royal Rumble. And spoiler alert, he will not be winning this one. 
Well, you don't know that. I mean, yeah, you don't know. know that. Here's the we weird thing about that is he didn't get a title shot. Now the Royal Rumble mm. is so synonymous with instant title shot. First one, he didn't get one. No, and it, the first several even, it was that whole, what, Hogan, Ric Flair, Undertaker situation, right? What was the deal with that? I can't remember the exact way that storyline played out, but it was those three involved, right? Yeah, and then, yeah, then Flair won the title, and then after that, well, it was like, hey, yeah, now we're it was the, the title. winner of the Rumble wins the title that year, right? Right. And then after right. that, it was they get a shot. Yep. Which is a great addition to the Royal Rumble, makes it mean a lot more. Could you imagine? Oh, yeah, because if it if, didn't have any title yeah. shot in I've been it would be like the greatest Royal Rumble where it was like, cool, you have a fucking trophy. Who Move gives on. A fuck, right? Be the king of the ring. Nobody yeah. would give a shit. Right. Well, let's start with the Dolph Ziggler kickoff show. Which hey, by the way, man, is this guy gonna be around much longer, Dolph Ziggler? Have you seen him lately? No. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Nick something or whatever his real name is. Mm-hmm. Bye. See ya. AEW. Or just go Comedy Central. Great. Bye. You know what I mean? Like, great. Like, like for whatever reason, hey, to Dolph Ziggler, and I know you're listening, friend of the show, been on the show. Was was he our first? Yeah, no, yeah. Justin, uh, Michael Strider was our first guest. Right, right, but our first WWE guy. Was Dolph Ziggler. Now, by the way, you go back, I think that's episode 12, somewhere around there. Very early episode, right? Very 10 or so, we'll look for that. Dolph Ziggler, great, great interview, by the way. But, yeah, man, you've done what you can here. What would they ever do? Make you another seven-time world champion? You're not going to get any more than you ever did out of WWE. So if you're still going to wrestle, please, by all means, I'd rather see Dolph Ziggler in AEW at this point. Yep. Just want to see something different. What do you think he would just go by his regular name then at that point? Mm-hmm. That's fine. Yeah. All right. The Dolph Ziggler kickoff show, which is a running gag that we've had forever because they always seem to put him on the kickoff show for new listeners. The only thing that I want him to do, let's assume that he goes to AEW, is just – and I, this is the one thing I don't want AEW to do at all is we have the hottest free agent that just left WWE, and his first promo is, oh, my God, that oh, place sucked. God, Impact uh, Wrestling was the worst for that. It was – you could set your watch to that about how mm-hmm. WWE sucked, and they held me down, and they wouldn't let me use huh. my ideas. And, well, guess yeah. what? Your ideas suck sure for real bad here right. on Impact Wrestling. So what are we supposed to think of that, right? So. Yeah. All right. Anyhow, but yeah, the Dolph kickoff match. Ziggler kickoff show. We got two matches in the Dolph Ziggler kickoff show. We've got the United States Championship, Rusev. 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 Somebody stop Rusev. Oh my God. Versus Shinsuke Nakamura. Tom, who you got? Well, uh,. We do not fact check. However, uh, going back to last week's episode, I was totally wrong. Uh, Rusev and Lana are not having a baby. Uh, they adopted a dog. So oh. congratulations on that. I thought they were having nice. a baby because they're like, major Whoa. announcement. La, la, la. And so I was just like, oh, they're having a kid. They're probably. having a baby, uh, right. Wrong. But nope. Yeah, wrong. I was wrong. Anyhow, uh, Rusev, right? Rusev well, is going to do the dumbest thing you know speaking of aew have nakamura uh, go there you know what i want at this point because they seem to not know what to do with rusev they seem to not know what to do with shinsuke tag team let's put these guys together can you think if these guys together could think of can you imagine how hilariously fun a tag team of shinsuke nakamura and rusev could be no 
Rusev is too fun. Rusev can't no, because Rusev tried to do like the European Union thing. Remember mm, when it was Wade that. Barrett and all that? And right. he just nah. he sticks Rusev, out better on his own. Yeah, Rusev yeah. needs to flex his muscles by himself. He needs he needs yeah. Lana to, to grasp onto his. Those big traps biceps look like chalupas and, yeah. or whatever. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, but Nakamura, yeah. if he does end up losing this, man, ask for your release and get the hell out of there. You are too cool not to be hanging out on the kickoff show. So, uh, but I got Rusev. It's Rusev. I think it's yeah. too, too new. It makes no sense yeah. if they just went back to it. Yeah. All right. We've got the WWE Cruiserweight Championship Fatal Four Way. Buddy Murphy, Kalisto, Akira Tozawa, and Hideo Itami. Um, I'm going to say Itami wins this one. I'm going to Tommy, but I don't think he pins Buddy Murphy. And so that's when at the next one, that's how we get Buddy Murphy says, I never lost my title. I know we're not doing rematches, but Drake Maverick, you make this right. And then yada, 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 a Tommy versus Buddy Murphy at the next one with a Tommy as your champ. Bought on. All right. In the most obvious match outcome of the night, the Miz and Shane McMahon will defeat the bar for the SmackDown Tag Team Championship. Of course. Of course. I mean, cool. It might take two minutes. But here's the thing. You know, we say that and we're like, uh, cool. And it, it's true, right? Like, it's cool. Blatantly right. obvious. But you do need to tell a story to get through some of the yes. muck. And I get that. But where I guess I wish some of the muck happened is on SmackDown. You can have them win this on SmackDown. You don't yes. have don't waste your big stuff for the muck, as I'm calling it. Like do the fun stuff at the big things, not on SmackDown, right? Yeah. Like if if uh Dean Am- going back to Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins. You know, have them win that at the Royal, their tag team championship at the Royal Rumble, and then have Dean Ambrose turn on Seth then. You know what I mean? Not on Raw. And just like this, don't have, because it's a title change, have Miz and uh, Shane McMahon just do it at Rumble. Do some fun stuff at the yeah. Rumble. That's what those shows are for. All right, we'll move on to the SmackDown Women's Championship. Asuka defending against Becky Lynch. I want to say. Oscar wins this just because the it, Becky Lynch doesn't necessarily need it, right? She's still the man. They could find a way to make her feel like she didn't really lose, and we just move on. But I, I just almost this is going a little past our you know we focus on the storyline thing. WWE loves to inflate the number of times a person has won the title, so I feel like Becky Lynch is going to win this so that we can add another number to how many times. She's a women's champion, right? I agree, but I'm disagreeing with you on the pick. Mm. I'm going Asuka because if Asuka loses, she will do zero at WrestleMania. She's going right. to get lost in right. the shuffle. Yeah. So she needs something to stay afloat, and that title is what keeps her afloat. Okay. Well, then we'll move on to the Raw Women's Championship. Ronda Rousey versus Sasha Banks, and it's almost laughable. Ronda Rousey is winning this, even though Sasha Banks has been putting in the better performance. But Ronda Rousey... It, there's no reason to take that title off in WWE's eyes and put it on Sasha Banks. Well, yeah, and I mean, look at the two of them. Yeah. You're gonna say you're gonna right. say that Ronda's first loss is to that girl? No, no. 
And we already have it earmarked that the Bailey and Sasha thing is going to happen at Elimination Chamber with the Tag Team Championships. So let's just get through this, have fun, but it's Ronda. Yeah. All right, let's talk about the Women's Royal Rumble match. Do you have any kind of who you th- I mean, it feels like they're really hitting hard with Charlotte. And that feels like an easy WrestleMania moment, so I'm I'm mm-hmm. gonna pick that now. But it wouldn't shock me if they pull some random thing out. But I'm gonna go with Charlotte. I'm going Charlotte because I've got Charlotte versus Oscar at WrestleMania, the rematch. But now the roles are reversed, where Oscar is the champion going in, and all the pressure is on Charlotte because if she loses, this could be her last yep. chance. Yada yada. You always get everything handed to you. Ric Flair yeah. makes a cameo. It's oh, WrestleMania. I see Flair saying, you know, people aren't believing in you. You need to prove who you are. Right. This family name doesn't just roll this over for anyone. Me of 1984 and the whatever. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 Flair for the gold against uh, Harley Race. Or this reminds me of overcoming the odds against Vader. You know, all that stuff. All right. Then the men's Royal Rumble match. I'm going to say Seth Rollins. You know what I was thinking would be fun? Hmm. So let's just say Brock, Brock Lesnar is going to beat Finn Balor. That's my next pick for the yeah, Universal yeah, Championship, course, right? right? So whatever. But what if? <laughs> what if? <laughs> All right. But what <laughs> if Finn comes out as Finn? Like, hey, look at my dick. Mm-hmm. I got a cool jacket on. Mm-hmm. Loses to Brock Lesnar, right? But then entry number 27, 26, Demon. Finn Balor, because remember Mick Foley's bitch ass. He went in three different times yeah. as Cactus so, Jack, Dude Love, and all that. Hold on though, and so then Demon uh, comes out, and Demon Finn Balor wins the Rumble. Now is that are they going to put the Men's Royal Rumble match on as the main event? Because ah, sometimes knows, they do but, a title match. Yeah, but you know, what if they did it that way? I feel like Brock they're going to put this not as the main event before. I feel like they're going to put this at the men's Royal Rumble match as the main event because I think they're going to push Seth Rollins, and I feel like they're really trying to hit hard of Seth Rollins as the people's champ. Right, that's the storyline yeah. I'm getting. People's champ. But remember, remember the Midwest yeah, oh, no, no, guy storyline. Yada yada yada. That feels yeah. Because then you got to think about what about guys like Dean Ambrose? What's he doing? No, they, right? they don't give a fuck but about Dean Ambrose. They might. They don't. He's ever won one. They would fire that guy tomorrow and not miss a beat. Well, yeah, but not because of the money. I mean, you know what I'm saying. They they yes. want to get the monies out, out money out of them is what yeah. I'm saying. All right. Um, who's a, who's Dean, a dark horse Dean, for you with the role? honestly Demon and Finn Balor? Yeah. I think that's a real yeah. thing. I definitely think they want to push Finn Balor, especially in the wake of the AEW stuff. And he mm-hmm. is, for whatever reason, a big cult favorite amongst fans. Oh, yeah. And we're not going to deny that. We don't necessarily like it. We think it just his biggest claim to fame is that he looks up. And no, then he doesn't. you know who my dark horse is? Uh, my dark horse is Samoa Joe. Mm. Yeah, because you've got to think of what they think is a WrestleMania draw, right? Again, this is going past the storyline stuff, but to deny how they book a match to deny the fact of behind-the-scenes stuff is to just be dumb, right? I mean, they think about this stuff, right? What's going to be our biggest WrestleMania draw for 
that main event title match. So we've got to book the Royal Rumble that way, right? So yes, who would go up against, if we think Brock Lesnar's winning, who would be the biggest draw mm-hmm. against Brock Lesnar? Well, see, but here's my point of view is, remember, Royal Rumble to WrestleMania, there's Elimination Chamber, so you can have a number one contender coming True. out of that for Raw. But for SmackDown, Daniel Bryan, AJ Styles, this feels like the last chapter. So who is going to take that next chapter going up for the title? They don't really yeah. have anyone ready. So well, you can just do a Royal Rumble winner. That's true, too, because then the that Royal Rumble winner could take on the SmackDown, and then what we all know to be the ultimate title is the universal title. It could just be a different storyline altogether. Right. That, that right. person is determined at the Elimination Chamber right. with a six-person Elimination right. Chamber main event. Seth so the Rollins winner of that, this gets the first so, match, right? The opening yeah. title match, which would be Smojo versus Daniel Bryan, which could be a great match. Yeah, you're right. But I'm definitely thinking Seth Rollins and, yeah, I mean, Finn Balor would be my dark horse, even though he's not technically in it. I don't even know who my, else. My dark horse My dark horse is Samoa Joe. Let me see if they list who's so far in the match. I'm going... Seth Rollins seems too easy. So but far also, in the match. So far listed right here on WWE.com. R-Truth, who earned the coveted number 30 spot. Fuck off. Mustafa Ali. No. Rey Mysterio. No. Andrade. No. Titus O'Neil. No. Which, by the way, you know, handed a little bit of him being like, hey, you know what I mean? Like, I'm doing this, and then a guy jumps, and he's like, what the hell are you doing in here? Like... They could stand to get Titus O'Neil to be like, hey, man, you guys have been calling me a joke. You know what I mean? Like, and fuck you, right? Yeah, like, but that feels like Mojo Raleigh. True that. Yeah. Bobby Lashley, that's a, uh, he's a... He's the IC champ, so no. Yeah. Jeff Hardy, Jinder no. Mahal, Elias no. ain't winning this, Baron no. Corbin ain't winning this, Apollo Crews, no. Xavier Woods, Big E, Kobe no. Kingston. No. Drew McIntyre is an interesting choice for a heel. He's the quintessential big angry He's in the final four. Heel. He's definitely in the final four. He will yeah. run hundred. He might even be in the final two. Yeah. Yeah, he's in the final four. But he ain't winning it. I don't get the feel that they're no. ready to make him nah, the guy nah, yet. Samoa nah. Joe, definitely. Seth Rollins, we we both think is winning this. Yeah, so far. Keep naming some people. Dean Ambrose, Randy Orton, no, Johnny Cena. No. Or Johnny Cena. Uh, one, two, three, four, five. Cena's six, out. Seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Really? He's listed on WWE.com. Right, but uh, it was announced on WWE.com that he has an ankle injury, so his status is doubtful. 17, 18, 19, 20. So 20 people have been named. There's 10 open spots. Well, 11 if we're counting Cena out. And some of those are going to be filled by NXT and 205 Live guys, I'm sure. Six or seven, maybe eight of those. We didn't cover this in the news, but it's been reported by multiple different outlets. But Abyss is going to be making Mm -hmm. uh, his WWE um, debut soon. Definitely can see that in the Royal Rumble. Right, but you can still see he's NXT, but he's making his debut in the Rumble. I'd almost rather than put him on NXT. He'd be a great heel for some of these up-and-coming young Faces oh, to get yeah. over. Oh yeah, I think on. he's perfect in NXT. Absolutely, because he's going to flounder on a main roster WWE. 
Oh, you know who's another? Okay. Oh, shit. Shit, shit, shit. Here we go. Here we go. Fuck. No, it's not good. It's not good. But you know who's a dark horse? I'm taking Samoa Joe as my dark horse. You know the fuck is going to be the dark horse? Uh God bless it. Who? Lars Sullivan. Man, there's been so much about this guy. And you know who's another dark horse? Huh. No, because he's at no. Never mind. I was gonna say uh, Braun Strowman, but he's in the championship match. But no, uh, no, he's not. He's not Braun Strowman. Braun Strowman. Oh, he can't be. Shit. He can't win a fucking oh. tag match again with a ten-year-old. No. I'm changing my pick. Braun Strowman is winning this. I forgot about Braun Strowman. Yep, Braun Strowman because they wanted us to forget about him in the Rumble. Braun Strowman is winning the Royal Rumble. No, Seth Rollins is still winning. It's gonna be, <laughs> it's gonna be. If, let's do a final four. We're gonna pick a final four: Rollins, okay. Strowman, uh-huh. McIntyre. Who's the fourth? Joe. Yeah, the, yeah. One SmackDown guy because the SmackDown guy has to be in there. Yeah, and I definitely think it's Rollins or Strowman, and I think Rollins gets the aha uh-huh, because Strowman again. Doesn't need it. You could pluck Strowman in a world title match at any point with the most minimalist of writing, and it's believable. I'm going Braun Strowman. Okay. I'm going to go Rollins. No. Somehow, Rollins. I think Rollins wins the Elimination Chamber to become the number one contender. So that's what makes me think that it's a SmackDown guy. But other than Samoa Joe, I literally can't think of anyone else. It's not Orton. Fuck off. Fuck off. It's not. Yeah, it's not Andrade. Fuck off. It can't be Miz because he's Who got the Shane McMahon thing. Now it can't be Nakamura. Fuck off. He's can't win it back to back. No, I know this is great radio. By the way, we understand. But uh, <laughs> hey, I no, think I'm we gonna... nailed the final four: Rollins, yeah. Strowman, McIntyre, and Joe. Yeah, I, I'm going to go Strowman. I'm going Strowman. Although, they like to throw in a surprise on the Final Four. Right? Yeah, so let's cut that out, could be your Let's abyss. cut out Joe. Well, no, I was going to say keep Joe, cut out McIntyre. Drew McIntyre. Okay. Who would be the random, like a Mustafa Ali that's or something weird? Well, right. that's what I'm saying. Maybe Abyss. I'll say Abyss. Mm, abyss. That would be good if they could like if he's debuting and he's mm-hmm. a surprise entrant in the Royal as Abyss. Does he own the rights to that name? Yeah, I think he's coming in as as Abyss. Yeah, and they have a working relationship with Anthem. They could probably just buy it for what one hundred fifty grand or something ridiculous. And just, I was going to say one hundred fifty dollars. Yeah, right. <laughs> and then just <laughs> well, no, I meant like one hundred fifty grand. Like the well, no, what's the hundred grand? The the candy bar. Oh, yeah, that, yeah, <laughs> right, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, there could be that. But definitely, I think Rollins is going to pull it. I'm going to call that. All right, let's move on to the final matches that are on this card. And that is going to be, we have a, I fucked it up now. Hold on one second. We have a WWE Championship match, Daniel Bryan versus AJ Styles. I think we're both in agreement that Daniel Bryan comes away with the title. Whether or not he wins the match he comes away right. with the title. Yeah. It would be really cool. They won't take these chances, but it'd be really fucking cool to see him spiral in a like a downward spiral into WrestleMania where he loses the title. Now he hates everyone. He's this reckless guy that just causes havoc everywhere. He tells everyone, you know, he's 
he's putting plastic bags over people because they're wasteful and blah, 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 blah. You know, it'd be cool to see that. They won't. But, yeah, Daniel Bryan wins. He keeps the title. Yeah, low blow something. Yeah, dick punch, whatever. Because they got a couple pay-per-views. They got to get some more shit in before Mania. So, yeah. All right, then the Universal Championship, Brock Lesnar, Finn Balor. I think Finn Balor puts an amazing match in. Everybody goes like, oh, my God. You never would have thought he would have performed so well, that he would have had so many chances to win, but yet Brock Lesnar still proves too much. I think this might be a a carbon copy of the Brock um, Lesnar-Daniel Bryan match, where it's early – Brock Lesnar's throwing the small guy around. Ha, 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 ha. Uh, One little sling blade gets Brock Lesnar on the ground. And then we were doing 10 coup de gras and we're doing 10, you know, kicks to the corner and all that bullshit. But then, yeah, Brock Lesnar goes. Although I could see because, again, we we they've hinted at Finn Balor never lost that universal title. Right. Yeah, but he's lost plenty of one-on-one yeah, matchups. Right. But could there be a you know Lesnar's just suplex city, suplex city, left and right, left and right. But somehow Balor gets a what, and then a roll up, right? Something, and then whoa, right? Shocking moment that's all over CBS and you know, yeah, all the yeah. ESPN WWE so news. Yeah, it would not that shock. Would be me. the coolest. That would be the coolest would be. because then Brock Lesnar can go away. He can actually train for his ass whooping he's going to take from Daniel Cormier. <laughs> and then we can get a real title like on a show that adds some substance to what we're watching because that's what's missing on Raw. Um, yeah. Yeah, it'd be fucking cool. But fuck Brock Lesnar. Why is he famous? All right. You know what? I'm going to go bold because the points don't matter and there are no points. Finn yeah. Balor wins. Uh, all right, I'm going even bolder because if I call this and it happens, that'd be incredible. I'm saying Paul Heyman turns on Brock Lesnar and joins Finn Balor, and Paul Heyman now has a demon that he can sit sick on people, and he's yes. the universal champion. Yes, I want that to happen so bad. Wouldn't that be fucking cool if Paul Heyman can summon the demon anytime yes. he wants and he just takes out his enemies? Fuck yeah, that'd be cool. That if Paul Heyman said, I'm tired of this bullshit, I'm here to take over the company, I have a demon in my back pocket. I don't pocket. need a beast. I need yeah, a demon. Yeah, I need a demon. Yeah, the, the beast. beast couldn't cut it. Right. I want all the power. The demon I already can get me accomplished I everything I could with a beast. But what yeah. could I accomplish with a demon? With a demon. Not for not. Rewind to Raw. What? Heyman, it gets lost how many times he puts out some of the best promo work in the history of this industry because he does it week in and week out. The way he was able to just call back so many times on the same talking points on this promo this week was one of the better ones I've ever heard him say, and that's a high bar. Mm -hmm. He just gets better and better and better and better. He's amazing. It never drops off. It never drops off. That guy, if he isn't giving the bullet points and the tips to these guys for their promos, they are doing it wrong. Yep. I Pay agree. that man what he's worth because he can fucking write. Nobody's writing and giving him bullet points. He is coming up with every word of these things. And it's Google it, bitches. God, I'm not here great. to educate you. The just 
the nuances and the the little intricacies of his and I can't even recall them at the moment to spell them out here but if you just watch that promo again how he keeps circling back to things he said before and they make sense and they move that story that he's telling along is just better than almost any public speaker I've ever heard even outside of pro wrestling he's so mm-hmm. good yeah yeah he is so he's good great that it's almost become just mind you're just like oh I didn't even notice because it's the same thing like it's yeah, you just take it for good. granted just almost too good. All right, mm-hmm. what else? Any last thoughts on the Royal Rumble before we go? You know, everyone says it's the road to WrestleMania, and it's like the start of that whole, you know, culmination to the grandest stage of them all. But lately, in the last two to three years, I would kind of disagree with that. I would feel, I feel now it's elimination chamber because they can't write this long. Yeah, they can't. They they're not capable of writing a story without plot holes and continuity and freshness from January to into March, early April. Mm-hmm. So I feel like we should stop with the whole road to WrestleMania and just say like Elimination Chamber. That's our road to WrestleMania. But I'm excited because you know why? I love the Rumble. It always has some type of face versus face thing. Remember when Goldberg and Undertaker went face to face back in the day? Remember when yeah. Hulk Hogan and Ultimate Warrior? came to blows rock and austin they always have some type of fun moments there used to be surprises like uh you know the rvds of the world that would make a surprise appearance now their roster so bloated yeah but now the ro- roster is so bloated that now that doesn't really happen yeah, anymore the surprise is a c plus player yeah. anymore right? yeah well an abyss could make his debut somehow on nxt takeover right like yeah. it could be there but um Going back to the Rumble, it's still my favorite because it's just all of this hodgepodge collage of just fucking talent and stories and personalities. You wouldn't think that we're joins the War Raiders against the undisputed. Yeah, the undisputed era. Something. Yeah, easy. Could do that. All right. Oh God! If that the Rumble is, you could have. For example, remember? I think it was. Was last year when you had Rey Mysterio, Randy Orton, and John Cena stand up, and on the other side was Nakamura, Finn Balor, and Roman Reigns, and you're like, look at these two generations. Like you didn't know that was going to happen going in, but it was right. fucking cool when it did. Just don't disappoint me, Rumble, like the fucking refs did in the AFC oh. Championship game. That's all I'm saying. Fucking D Ford was offsides. But it had no bearing on the play. It was inconsequential. You shouldn't have fucking threw the flag. Just like when uh, there's pass interference and the ball isn't catchable. You say it was an uncatchable ball. There could have been a flag, but it doesn't matter because it has no bearing on the play. All I know is the professional sports leagues in America love Boston versus L.A. That's all I know. They love to see Boston versus L.A. in their finals. They yeah, I don't think we live in a Bond movie. I don't believe in the whole conspiracies. I think it. people are just that stupid at their job. Well, but if they, if they may not outright like, let's find a way to make sure it happens. But if there's a way to go, like, meh, should happen. Yeah, right? maybe if they can, if they can find that, a way to make sure it gets positioned for it to possibly happen. Yeah, it just seems weird that how many times have we watched a Boston versus L.A. championship in every fucking sport? Well, guess what? It happened in the World Series, and it's going to happen in the Super Bowl. Mm. 
It was the Dodgers go. versus the Red Sox in this last year Super yeah. uh, World Series. I think Series. I, they may even made a stat about that too, right? Like the only time that's ever happened where it was like the World Series and the NFL had a Boston versus yeah. LA. Like it's only ever happened once, but kind of goes counterintuitive to the point I was trying to make. So we'll just glance right over <laughs> that, all right? God damn it. All right, so we will come back next week and we'll talk about the fallout of the Royal Rumble and NXT TakeOver when we return to the Spanish announce table. Fun fact, 4 in 10 adult Americans still sleep with a teddy bear, according to a survey from Build-A-Bear. The Spanish announce table.